0: Welcome, it's indisputable, I'm your host, Rashad Richie, gonna be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today, breaking down news of the day. None other than news anchor Sharon Reed, host and also Rebel HQ superstar, should be a fascinating breakdown. Top story of the day, Governor Ron DeSatan is now threatening to arrest school teachers because they have the audacity to have books in the classroom. Just regular books, let me give you this story. Teachers in Manatee County, this is in Florida, obviously, are being told to make their classroom libraries. And any other unvetted book inaccessible to students or risk felony prosecution, you need to hear this. Felony prosecution for school teachers that have books in the classroom. The new policy, as part of an effort to comply with the new laws and regulations championed by Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican. It is based on the premise promoted by right wing advocacy groups that teachers and librarians are using books to groom students or indoctrinate them with leftist ideologies. Now remember, This is coming from the same governor who basically said during a press conference not too long ago, that it is okay to lie to children and dismiss the reality of America's racist history. He's okay with that kind of revisionist history. But he's not okay with school teachers who have been trained, have gone to school, who have been certified by the state in order to teach curriculum. He does not trust them to make this decision. He trusts who, Oh, the extremist right wing agenda. Those are the people pushing him, that is their agenda they're pushing. All right, Kevin Chapman, Kevin Chapman is the chief of staff for the county school district, told popular information that the policy was communicated to principals in a meeting last Wednesday. Individual schools are now in the process of informing teachers and other staff. Teachers in the county lamented the news on social media. One said, my heart is broken for Florida students today as I am forced to pack up my classroom library. Let's put up the full post here, okay? It goes on to say, Due to the new law that went into effect on December 31st, all teachers must remove all books that have not been vetted by the state or risk being charged with a third degree felony and losing our license to teach. This applies to both public and government funded charter schools. The vetting process for new books is cumbersome. So even accepting donated books from parents and community members will not be allowed. The process of finding the list of approved books is also incredibly difficult. Now remember, all of this is difficult by design. It is difficult by design. They are not allowing best practices in education to inform the decision here. Powers that be are simply creating. They are creating mass policy predicated on one dynamic, white supremacy. And I'm going to explain how that connects in just a moment. All right, another teacher called the directives, a travesty to education. that interfered with efforts to connect with books and develop a loving and lifelong learning, farewell classroom library, we'll see you soon. Now I want you to see that picture, look at that picture, okay? Does that look like something that a person should be arrested for felony acts for, that right there, books, books. Hashtag save our libraries, hashtag trust teachers, hashtag readers are leaders. Hashtag de saint ass which is great, hashtag Florida. As an educator, I have spent the past 18 years of my life dedicated to providing students with quality literature, helping them connect with books and develop a love of lifelong learning. Receiving notice today that classroom libraries are to be dismantled is a travesty to education, yes, the future of our children and our nation. In an interview with Popular Information, Mr. Chapman, said that the policy was put into place last week in response to House Bill 1467, which is now signed into law by DeSantis. That law established that teachers could not be trusted to select books appropriate for their students. In Florida, school librarians are called media specialists and hold media specialist certificates. A rule passed by the Florida Department of Education last week, states that a library media center includes any books made available to students, including in classrooms. This means that classroom libraries that students are, that are curated by teachers, not librarians are now illegal. They are illegal against the law. There was ambiguity about this during the signing of the bill. As a matter of fact, some Republicans assume when they backed the play of Governor DeSantis, they were not going to eliminate a teacher's ability to teach. So the Department of Education basically weighed in on the policy later, which provided this now conclusive result that the Satan wanted in the beginning. Now, what do we have so far? So the state of Florida says you cannot teach based on your literature in the classroom. Now it is a felony, they already passed the Stop Woke Act. The Don't Say Gate Act, the Can't Teach African American Studies Act. Now, damn it, I mean what I'm about to say. Some teachers are gonna have to get arrested for this to stop. And I promise you, if I was still a K through 12 educator, they would have had to lock my ass up before they ever took a book out of my classroom with my students. At least they would have known what side I was on. Now, I don't say that lightly because I know it's already difficult for what teachers have to go through on a regular basis. I was adopted by a school teacher. My mother is a school teacher. She saved my life. I became a school teacher because of her. I'm a college professor today. I worked as a high school teacher, a high school principal. This is not about education. This is about creating a mind that's apathetic to the reality of this country. Here's what they know. They know the students, those scholars, those young scholars are the future decision makers of America. They know that these young scholars will correct what they broke. Will fix what they destroyed. And when that happens, the indictment will be upon them. They know that these children are going to remedy the social ills created by them and their ancestors. This is not about protecting children, ladies and gentlemen. This is about protecting themselves. Please understand what's happening here and now I have to bypass all of the bureaucracy. I have to bypass the politicians and talk directly to the teachers. Once again, I don't say this lightly, you're gonna have to stand up. I will stand up with you, I will do whatever I can. I will try to provide some legal counsel by way of paying for some lawyers to help whatever I can do, but you cannot let them do this. If they continue to do this, is going to permeate throughout this whole country. The man is going to run for president. What do you think he's going to do? Leave it all in Florida? You think he's going to leave it in Florida? Listen, Dr. King had a very simple strategy. Dr. King had to show the world how egregious the activity was happening in the south. So he had to provide contrast. People who were college students, high school students, had to become had to become inmates in order to get things to change it is a sobering sentiment i know but i promise you there are some things worth getting arrested for and children are definitely at the top of the list all right share thoughts here
1: Dr. Richie, I have chills. As you know, I'm the daughter of a teacher and a principal. But I have chills because I agree with everything you said. I am sharing the screen today with a man who loves learning so much. He's a doctor. He can't stop learning and wants to share with others. I have chills. If only people would vet the politicians the way Yes. This governor wants to vet books instead of being against everything. I mean, he he loves being ignorant. It should be called the Stay Ignorant Act because that's what he desires. And you're exactly right, dangerous. There are children, Dr. Ritchie, I'll end with this, who don't even have a book. You and I worked at the same place before. Remember, we would gift them their very first book bag full of books. That's right. And their eyes were filled with joy, and they compared and wanted to trade. And now this fool down in Florida wants to spread his ignorance. Really like a communicable disease. He really wants to spread this thing, you're right, throughout the country. It's sick, it can't happen.
0: I I concur, there has to be a leader somewhere. I mean, in the whole state, there's not a superintendent of schools. There's not a school board chairperson. There's not a group of affiliated professionals in education who are willing to stand up in specific ways, file lawsuits. Yes, sometimes you just have to stand there and let them make the next move, right? All right, we're going to continue to follow the story and all of the other ridiculous stories coming out of Florida. All right. Another mass shooting. Another mass shooting. I read earlier this is the 37th in the United States since what, 23, 24 days in a new year? 37 mass shooting. Um Let's put up the picture full mass here. The suspect was apprehended in Half Moon Bay, California. A confirmed seven people were killed, one critically wounded in a mass shooting Monday afternoon. The suspect is in custody after turning himself outside of the mushroom farm. All of the shooting victims were adults, but noted that children were present at the time of of at least one of the shooting scenes. The victims included Chinese and Latino farm workers. The shooter was identified as 67 year old Shunli Zhao. He was described as a disgruntled employee who worked at one of the mushroom farms, but no official motive has been announced. Authorities confirmed they believed the weapon, a semi-automatic rifle, was the only weapon used in the shooting but could not confirm whether it was obtained legally or illegally. The incident comes only two days after another mass shooting committed by a 72 year old in Monterey Park after a Lunar New Year festival Saturday night. That left 11 people dead, it injured 10 more. The sheriff's department said the suspect shot and killed himself inside of a van. People who knew him described him as a quiet man who didn't get along well with many people and was quick to anger. But they also could not recall him ever getting physically violent. He was a regular at Star Ballroom dance studio where the shooting occurred. This is now the 39th actual mass shooting when you combine these two within the first three weeks of 2023. Experts speculate that at this rate, 2023 be the worst year of mass shooting in the history of this planet now the person who did the shooting is going through the process afforded by the US constitution it's called due process killing people regardless of reason killing people a mass shooting the aimless the uh the uh, area of shooting individuals that are simply there working evil these people just went to work these folks aren't even the ones you're upset at yes evil period semi automatic weapons you know those are evil too here's the reality people who are hell bent on killing folks try to get guns or weapons that can do the most harm in the least amount of time. We've said this for decades, it's real simple. So let's say he doesn't have a semi automatic weapon. He has something lower caliber, not as much artillery, cannot create as much damage. You may say, well, doc, that won't matter. You know, Guns don't kill people, people kill people. Let me say this again. If he could not get access to a weapon of that magnitude as it is the law in most countries on the planet Earth. While you may say it makes no difference, I guarantee you the people that would have been saved would say different. We have a gun culture in America, yes, we also have issues. That permeate beyond just the gun culture. And it's our realization that there are people like this who will be willing to kill. Not because you did anything wrong, but because they feel like somebody else did something wrong. They're gonna come after you. Well, I want to be protected. I do. I know you want to be protected. I want you to be protected. But as long as civilians can get their hands on the most dangerous weaponry in the United States of America, and somehow those on the right will claim, well, well, this is all about protecting your individual rights. This is all about the US Constitution. Do you realize that the US Constitution was not written for semi-automatic weapons? As a matter of fact, when the damn thing was written, it meant knives too. So you can just walk up and just have a knife any way you choose to, typically not. Your right to bear arms is not your right to bear whatever weapon or ammunition you choose. And the Constitution is very clear, it's for a well regulated militia. All of this access to guns does not suggest a well regulated militia. The US Supreme Court changed our understanding of the Constitution, but the Constitution is clear. All right, share thoughts here.
1: Well, you know, I wouldn't feel more comfortable. Who was the baby that you showed the other day holding a handgun? What rights was he protecting, okay? I would feel more comfortable if the baby had a knife that she could get at and disarm, okay? Not saying baby should have knives, but this is ridiculous that we cannot be reasonable people and agree that there's too many out there. Since the beginning of time, people have felt wronged. Perhaps you slept with someone's spouse, perhaps you lost in a dice game, but when you have a semi automatic weapon, there's no coming back from that. And there's collateral damage all around you. But we're
0: going to go with the lie. Yeah, all right, we'll continue to bring you updates as they come. We know that more details are forthcoming. One of the saddest things you will see in video, all right? A man who literally is in compliance, this happens, here it is. Free door, free door. Oh. It's open right there.
1: Come
0: on. Hey.
1: What's going on? Hello! 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 Come outside, James. step outside the door onto the deck and go and turn it. Oh my god. What's going on? What the- What?
0: You see that? This man posed no threat. This man was completely in compliance, and he was shot multiple times. There's more video. Hey, the right here, behind us. Hey, bro. Hey, hey, cameras. The Let's put his picture up for a mask, the victim of this carnage. 41 year old Jason Kloeper of Murphy, North Carolina. This is a distressing video. It shows the moment SWAT repeatedly shot the unarmed man who was accused of being a hostage taker. This was released on Facebook Friday, along with graphic photos showing his injuries. According to a December 13th Facebook press release by the Cherokee County Sheriff's Office, deputy responded to the mobile home around 11 pm. After getting a 911 call of shots fired. Believing that there was a gunman inside the home holding another person hostage, The sheriff's office obtained a search warrant and requested assistance from the Cherokee Indian Police Department's SWAT team. The initial press release said this, the suspected shooter engaged in a verbal altercation with officers and emerged from the camper trailer and confronted officers. Members of the Cherokee Indian Police SWAT team fired upon the suspect and wounded him, all lies, lies. Now, you clearly see in the video what the police put forth as their police report was completely inaccurate. That is illegal, that is a chargeable offense. Will they be prosecuted for this lie? Will they be prosecuted for violating the oath of office? Will they be prosecuted for falsifying an official police report? Will they be prosecuted for obstruction of justice? Will they be prosecuted for tampering with evidence? Will they be prosecuted for anything? Will the DOJ get involved? There's more. The man was taken to the hospital Chattanooga, Tennessee in stable condition. He was then charged with communicating threats and resist obstruct and delay last week last week he shared images revealing the extent of his injuries including a long wound closed with metal staples running from the middle of his chest down to his groin and a second injury to his left arm this is a status update that he wrote directly I am physically doing better, mentally, me and Ali ain't so good on this one. We are out of state for fear of our lives since I got out of the hospital. I can't talk too much about details right now as this is a major major case still evolving. After the video went viral, Cherokee County Sheriff uh, Dustin Smith released a statement. All right, Dustin, buck stops with you. He released a statement in which he appeared to point fingers at the Cherokee Indian Police Department's. SWAT team and bemoaned the fact that his agent agency doesn't have his own tactical unit. Smith also added, he put out the first press release about the incident, claiming the man was confrontational without having first hand knowledge of what happened. Isn't this something? One police department is throwing the other police department under the bus. Listen, y'all both did it, both of you, okay? You're both responsible. What we clearly saw was a family in shock, but in compliance. Hands up, questions are being asked, but nobody is a threat. These cops just said, hey, we're just gonna start shooting, okay? Now, there was no circumstance, even if it was a hostage situation. This is the most extreme part of this whole story. There was no hostage situation. Even if there was, they still violated protocol. Even if there was a hostage situation, please keep this in mind. They still violate a protocol. So for all of those who will say, well doc, they, they thought it was a hostage situation. Fine, okay, you get the benefit of the doubt, I give it to you. They are still outside of the context of law. And I've said this so many times, if you don't say anything, when they're knocking on your neighbor's door, and I mean this in a literary sense. They're gonna knock on yours one day. This is why we have to be a coalition. This is why we have to fight together. You see, this man should not be suffering. He should not have to fight bullets and charges when he did nothing illegal. It is clear the police report is completely fabricated in order to protect their own ass. Who will now get involved? Be the leader that says these cops have to be prosecuted for what they did sharing thoughts here.
1: Well, if there were a hostage, Dr. Ritchie, there's a good chance the hostage would be dead. That's right. Wounded at least, perhaps dead, bumblers and liars, bumblers and liars, bumblers because they can't even execute when they have eyes inside. No more toys for you, no more tools. You don't need them, you don't know how to use them properly. You're just fumbling in the night and you're hurting and perhaps killing good people.
0: People. Yeah. So, you know, here we are once again. Uh, something has to change. This is why over 90% of Americans actually agree that police reform is required. Most Democrats, most Republicans, most independents, and most people that are not even politically concerned all agree that police reform has to happen in this country. We have more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We still have a lot of show left. Let me read some of these comments. I am kind of pressed for time, but we'll read as many as I can. Okay, and thank you all for joining us via chat. Um, so new, our uh, next TYT reporter says, right, because when I read Winnie the Pooh, I, I turn into a bear with an, insati- an insatiable appetite for honey. That's how that works. Yeah, it's silly. <laughs> but But the irony is he's correct that that book is banned. If not vetted by this process that teachers have a very difficult time in Florida going through, all right? Okay, um, Jamal G, thank you for that, Jamal. The Santos wants everyone in Florida to be as mindless as him and his clownish minions, yeah? Uh, you don't like music says, you want us to teach both sides of the slavery issue? That's exactly what they want. As a matter of fact, states like Texas passed a law that said, hey, you know that law we used to have that said you are required to teach the truth about the KKK. Well, you no longer have to do that. And if you do teach about the KKK, you cannot give deference in the teaching. That means you cannot conclude morally that the KKK was wrong. Isn't that something? These laws are passing all over the country. Uh, Mickey, I'm sorry, Mary see the purple dragon queen member for seven months double doses. Thank you for that. So glad to make it to the live show. Always informative and enlightening. Thanks Dr. Richie for always bringing it. Well, thank you for allowing us to, right? Got something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You want to call the
1: police on them for having a barbecue on a in Sunday. You're still great, your friend. back off. i said in there's an African American man threatening my life. You must money, you must coming everywhere. No, I make enough. Yeah, you think you're here every day, begging. <laughs> begging? Yeah. No, I'm not a beggar. You are? No, I'm a performer. You're still, still the same? No, I don't think it is, but- Yes, it is. <laughs> definitely isn't. That's a
0: really good one. <laughs> Anyways. I wanted to highlight this moment because you see a Karen. Well, you don't really see her, she's off camera. But she wants to make this young lady, this performer feel bad, ashamed. Let's put up the picture full mask. The smile she kept on her face during that kind of ridiculous judgment was fascinating. And it did not seem to be a forced smile. It seemed to be a genuine, I am unbothered by your judgment smile. I wanna say a big shout out to all of those who engage in street entertainment. I love it personally. And for those who don't like it, well, keep it to yourself, all right? All right, Sharon, thoughts here?
1: I just I'm giggling to myself because you're right when I make a smile like that. Dr. Richie, it is forced, it's, it's holding <laughs> back a whole lot. But that smile was that of a preschool teacher. It was from within and I did enjoy it.
0: Yeah, it was nice and she got skills. I mean, she's playing a harp. If you're mad at a person Beautiful. who knows how to play the harp, okay? Yeah. All right. nine-year-old dies in government custody, father wants answers, diabetic nine-year-old. Let's put his picture up, full mass here. Um, this is in Arizona, an Arizona single father named Richard Blodgett is demanding to know what happened to his son, his nine-year-old son. His name is Jacob, Jacob died, in state custody while the dad was in jail on a drug possession charge. Let me give you some background to this and what happened. Jacob and his father had been living in a motel when Blodgett was arrested in December. Mr Blodgett, who already had a drug case pending and has spent time in prison, said was operating a backhoe much of the day and pulled over at a gas station to take a nap, said the report. Officers wrote that that they suspected got it off as a result of drug use. Authorities ultimately found more than 4,000 fentanyl pills in his possession. Blodgett was jailed and charged with one count of drug possession. Navajo County Superior Court documents show. He told the AP he had been using fentanyl for pain management after he dropped 300 pounds with weight loss surgery. I wasn't getting high, I wasn't abusing them. I was using them to be able to work and provide for my son. After two weeks of state custody, however, son passed away. A medical examiner listed Jacob's death in late December as natural with complications from diabetes, a condition he was diagnosed with as a toddler. Specifically type one diabetes, which means his body was unable to produce enough insulin to survive. Blodger said he suspects the Arizona Department of Child Safety failed in its duty to protect his son, either by not monitoring his blood sugar levels or not ensuring that Jacob had enough insulin to prevent a serious life-threatening complication known as acidosis, according to the report. Blodger claims he only ever used the drugs that landed him in prison to self medicate his pain. Obviously, his proclamation of this is quite normative within the context of particular illnesses, pains and even mental health, self medication. Not abnormal, happens a lot. We do know that whatever he was doing, his son didn't die. And his son was taken care of according to the narrative we have, until the state stepped in. Arizona officials are not commenting. Refusing to comment on the on the death, but it is part of a pattern per the report. In the fiscal year that ended last June, about 26 children, count that, 26 children died while in the agency's custody, including from overdoses, medical conditions, natural and still undetermined causes. In the previous fiscal year, that number was actually 14. The figures amount to a fatality rate of about 97 per 100,000 children during that period, almost double the rate for children in the general population of Arizona. Let's put up the director here. Okay. Mike Faust, the director of the Arizona Department of Child Safety since 2019, was replaced last month by Matthew Stewart on the right. Stewart, who previously worked at DCS, has stepped away from his job at DCS after learning of racial disparities impacting black families back in 2018. Now he's back to lead the agency. In 2022, the former director Mike Faust, had to answer to lawmakers after countless reports of violence and drug use at foster homes owned by North Star Independent Living Services were ignored. It led to a teenage resident being shot and killed inside of one of those homes. So this story is home for me because I was a foster kid myself. And I know about some of the cultural aspects of that kind of systemic service. Um, It's not nice, it's not easy, it's not a fun place to be. It's cold, it's lonely, sometimes unforgiving in some ways. But this is even more extreme than the regular extremes that exist in foster systems because they had a death rate rising at a level unprecedented year to year. And now they have a latest one. All right, sharing thoughts.
1: I think they took Their perception, their perceived sins of the father out on the son. I don't think they cared anything about this child. And you said 26 kids dead, fiscal year ending, shouldn't the fed step in Dr. Ritchie, there's an intervention, a massive one that's necessary.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%, all right, we'll stay with the story. I'm sure there are more developments that will come this year. The police, they showed up uh, intoxicated. I kid you not. Let me just go to the video. I, I am not talking to you. Jesus. Hey, can we I, get a, can I can get a sergeant? We can't play, anybody. I want a you sergeant. I want a sergeant. Because I like want a, a sergeant to see him. I want no a sergeant to see him. You know for a fact this man is under an influence or something. I have a party here requesting for a search. You know he's under an influence or something. Okay. Hey, if I held my finger up and told you to follow my finger, could you do it? Was all engaged up, famous? You're high, dude. So I understand you guys are upset and frustrated. You brought a you high court. top to my house. house.
1: This is You guys <laughs> to <left laughs> my mom's house. Look at this. Hey, can I get your so name, uh, you get know, your hey, name
0: you and badge number?
1: Uh, can I get you know, your name and badge number? Who? Officer Shepherd. What?
0: Twenty seventy five. Twenty seventy five. It hey, you cool, hey, you cool. hey, look, look, we're, ain't, like, we're not gonna be hostile. And we're, was, we're actually cool. And and my and my you're, wasn't helping, you're showing really shut. cool, but let's be honest, he doesn't seem Yep, you know how the officers at the precinct knew he was high? When he actually gave him the badge number. Because cops don't do that when they sober. All right, let's put up the picture of the police chief. This is insane. How does this happen? Kansas City, Kansas Police Department. The officials are now investigating the on-duty behavior of their officers showing up to a black family's house appearing to be under the influence. The Kansas City, Kansas Police Chief Carl Oakman is aware of the online footage and the officers conduct. That's according to the department officials. The patrolman is on administrative leave right now, while the the department heads up the investigation. So the chief said in the statement, and I quote: "As soon as we became aware of the situation, late last week, we began the process of an internal investigation." Said a department statement. Said in the department statement released Monday afternoon. While still early in the investigation, preliminary information indicates that a medical condition may have been a factor in the officer's appearance. All right, put his picture back up, okay? All right, you must be on the sauce too, sir. Because who in the hell, and listen, I'm going to say this authentically. If you decide to co-sign on this BS, you deserve whatever narrative is affixed to you because of these cops. Because you have more than one violation, you have another officer, who allowed it. You have a supervisor called a sergeant who signed off on it because that's how they check in for the day and get their marching orders. You have multiple people who are aware that this or these individuals engaged in something unbecoming of an officer. And for you to create a conclusion based on a preliminary investigation, completely violation of internal protocol, for you to do that, lets us already know that the fix is in, but see I can see straight through the design you are trying to cast. It will not work. You put that in the universe and I have now knocked it back down. So try again, these officers have to be accountable, sir. They have guns and a literal license to kill. So let's follow your uh, preliminary Results. Oh, it was a medical condition. Okay. Was he aware of the medical condition? Chief. Did he make proper remedy to ensure that he did not put somebody else in danger because of this known medical condition? You see, these are things that would result in what? Anybody else being arrested? You know, you can have a medical condition and then drive, knowing that you have a medical condition, get into a wreck, and you could be charged. Why? Because you had knowledge of the medical condition and you decided to engage in driving anyway. Yeah, people actually do get arrested for that. Man's Ray is not required, simply knowledge of the fact that this could happen and it is probable to happen. So even that narrative which you're trying to create doesn't let him off the hook. All right, sharing thoughts here.
1: Well, anybody who thinks the chief maybe just caught a contact because people are getting blunted at the station. And the statement tells you otherwise, the chief might be on the hard stuff, mm-hmm. I agree. The chief might be on the hard stuff. It's ridiculous, okay? I think Afro man had a song about what was going on, right? <laughs> what was the song Dr. Richie? Okay, this is
0: ridiculous. Yeah, it really is. Um, leadership matters. Uh, and I will say this, the chief probably likes these officers. Maybe they get along, maybe he knows the family leadership sometimes is not only about who you are willing to motivate and move. But sometimes leadership is about who you're willing to offend when necessary. And sir, you cannot have people with guns under your leadership doing things like this. All right, we're going to follow this story. We got more on the other side, is it disputable? Stick and stay. All right, we got a lot of show left. Let me read some of these comments. Kind of pressed for time, all right? Okay. Textan says that's a special kind of caring that can get infuriated by the world's cutest harpist. Side note: Harps are extremely difficult to master. That's what I've heard. But damn, the way she did that! I want to hear some love and happiness. You know what I mean? I bet she can do it. All right. If anybody knows her, tell her get in touch with indisputable teacher. Decided to use the n-word and a bunch of other racial slurs, derogatory comments in an assignment. Um, Let's put up the picture of the school first. What I'm about to tell you is unbelievable, but it did happen. I'm talking about in Texas, all right? Colleen, Texas at Rancium Middle School, one of its teachers has now parted ways. After the educator assigned middle schoolers worksheets loaded with racist slurs, And offensive language. There are multiple forms of of assignments that used these words. Let's put it up, who in the hell would create a curriculum like this? There was a trigger word search. Let me say that again, a trigger word search. The words included the N word, the B word, the R word, and the word dumbass along with crackhead, stupid, fat, ugly. That was the actual assignment handed out by a middle school teacher. Then they had this assignment. This was the match the term with the definition using the N word, the R word and the B word, okay? And then there was fill in the blank using the N word, the R word, and the B word, and then this, okay? In case that wasn't offensive enough, they have a scramble version of it. Yeah, scramble, Mm -hmm. the B word, the N word, everything else. How about this one? A color by work, okay? A use of each trigger word in a sentence using the n-word, r-word and b-word. You gotta use it in a sentence, children. Hmm. This assignment literally says, use each word in a sentence. You really gotta pause on this for a moment. So. While one governor in one state, he's threatening to lock up teachers for a felony if they read Winnie the Pooh unapproved in the school. There's another teacher in another state who's doing this. Is she going to be threatened with arrest? Hell no, of course not, no, not at all. Texas, they got their priorities together. You can say N word all day, hand out lessons, you do realize This whole thing was about the n-word, everything else was offensive, yes. But that was the real intent here, that's my opinion. Tiana Maya, a spokesperson for the district told 25 News that she's unsure if the teacher was fired or resigned. Now, isn't that something? I would have made it crystal clear that her ass was fired if I was the principal. So it's unclear, but both parties have separated. Among Ranciers population of 785 students, 90% identify as minority with the majority of students classified as black and Hispanic. That's according to data from the Texas Department of Education. The former teacher in question has not yet been identified. We are still trying to identify this particular educator so that we can let people know do not hire this individual. We are unaware if they have done the right thing, which is to put her on a list that says she can no longer work. I don't think they did the right thing personally because decertification would be the only right thing to do at this point. All right, sharing thoughts here.
1: I gotta tell you, well, can I start with the spokesperson, Dr. Ritchie, because Tiana can't be the spokesperson anymore, okay? You're ineffective in the spokesperson right. role. This teacher caught the ignorant train to school and you're right, decertification should not teach anyone anywhere. If you send your kids to this middle school teacher, they will feel worse about themselves and they'll get a whole lot dumber. I don't understand which everything's turned upside down, Doctor Ritchie. Yeah. Okay. As you mentioned, Florida,
0: Texas, this whole thing is a scam. Yeah, it really is. But it goes to show that when states start saying, "Hey, let's loosen the standards for educators," let's let's make sure people who have never gone to college, but they served in the military, can now teach history. Well, they're doing that to serve a particular agenda, all right? Okay, we'll bring you updates as it comes. I hope that they actually do release the information of the school teacher who does serve the public, or at least did at one point. All right, a man in crisis in a legitimate Crisis dies after the cops left him in a sale. Let me go to the video. Uh, what I didn't nothing wrong. I didn't nothing wrong. Hey, you like, the the I got it, you Don't worry about it. I ain't doing nothing wrong. Why about hand tights. What I do? I ain't do nothing wrong. I ain't do nothing wrong. They trying to kill me, y'all.
1: That's a month. They all want that. They all want that. Here, out? bend this one over that one, and then fold it up. <laughs> Wash your hands. a little bit of blood on the table. Go ahead. Go I got it. You're
0: they uh, killed him. Died. Put up his picture. And when I tell you the background to this, you're going to be as infuriated as I am. A king Terrell was held down by officers after being taken into custody, okay? The family of the 31 year old has filed a federal lawsuit alleging the officers used excessive force that led to his death in an Arizona County jail. The excessive force lawsuit is for an unspecified dollar amount and that Akin's Fourth Amendment rights were violated and officers and deputies involved lacked adequate training. The incident happened on January 1st, 2021. As Akin was bringing in the new year, he had a history of mental illness. That's according to the lawsuit. And that night he began behaving bizarrely at a party at an apartment in Phoenix. Partigor called the police because of the behavior. Witnesses claimed he expressed paranoid thoughts and made statements that did not make sense. That's clear, a clear sign of a mental health issue. The lawsuit claims Phoenix police recognized he was mentally ill or mentally disturbed, they recognized it upon arrival. Mr. Keen suffered from schizophrenia. The officers then posed a question, hey, you gotta leave the party. He refused, they arrested him. A king described as 6 feet 2, 433 pounds was not cooperative during the arrest, but officers got him into the SUV and took him to the county jail. Now remember, he has a mental health disorder or he's going through a mental health issue, a crisis. This is now, or at least should have been a medical call. This is a medical issue. This is not a criminal issue, it's a medical issue. But they decided to handle it as a criminal issue even though they were aware, according to the report, that he was experiencing a mental health episode. My dear brother Ben Crump, civil rights attorney, is now representing the family and suggested law enforcement officers acted with indifference towards Mr. Akeem. The lawsuit claims Akeem was in medical distress and an obvious need of immediate medical care. It goes on to say, placing handcuffed people in a prone position creates an immediate risk of death or serious bodily injury. This position is known to cause suffocation or positional asphyxia. Not only is it known, it is so known. That law enforcement is literally trained not to do this anymore. Like literally, it's part of the protocol now. They are told, hey, you see this move right here? Don't do that anymore, people die, there's more. Let's put up the surveillance video. So this is a snapshot of the surveillance video. Now that shows Mr. King lying motionless on the floor, okay? They let him lie motionless, face down on the concrete before deputies eventually check on them and calls for assistance. The surveillance captures deputies then performing CPR and using an automatic external defibrillator to no avail. Roughly 40 minutes after being placed in isolation, paramedics transport a king to the hospital where he was pronounced dead. Once again, they killed him. Let's put up the autopsy. So the autopsy comes out and what does it say? Well, it links his death to heart failure, okay? It says oh, he has this cardiac issue. Uh, he has, uh, he's obese, extreme morbid obesity, they say. And they go on and on. And then finally it says, and prone physical restraint with torso compression was a factor. Manner of death, undetermined. That's what it says. You know how many times we've looked at these particular reports these um, autopsies. And then we get a second opinion from someone who is not paid by the county or who knows the police. And they say, wait a minute, who in the hell did this autopsy? No, 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 this autopsy is not correct. There's more. Um, Let's put his picture up again. Let's put up that still that surveillance still, okay? Because I want to show you the negligence here. You see this part right here if the officers claimed, hey, we did not know that our actions would have caused his death. All right, well, what about this action? What about your inaction? It's called gross negligence, that is a criminal charge. What about that one? Just leaving him there, face down, not able to breathe, not able to move. What about that one? Is that the same? Because I guarantee you, that's also against the law and it's definitely against the written policy of your institution. His autopsy listed his cause of death to be cardiac related, obesity, etc. His manner of death undetermined and how the injury occurred is listed as stemming from law enforcement restraining or restraint and setting acute psychosis and significant natural disease. Providing cover for law enforcement. Here's what we do know, if they would have treated it as it was, As the autopsy suggests, hey, he has a medical issue. If they would have treated him like a patient rather than a prisoner, the brother would be alive today, more likely than not. All right, Sharon, thoughts here.
1: The thought is it's a scam, sudden custody death syndrome. Uh We all have pre-existing conditions, Dr. Ritchie. But when police put you in handcuffs and they gang up on you and you die, you're not dying because of the pre-existing condition, you're dying because they killed you. And I'll say this about the 40 minutes of CPR that just happened to be caught on that surveillance footage, that's a scam too, because they didn't care anything about this man.
0: Yeah, and Typically, we see this happen where they will utilize that as a defense later to try and prove somehow that everything just happened so fast and everything was an accident. Yeah, y'all left him in there. That was, all y'all did that, all right? Okay, we're gonna continue to follow this story. We have more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back, good to be with you. We have a lot of show left. Let me read a couple of these viewer comments. Another Radical Dragon says, I think it may not be easier for Florida teachers to bring semi-automatic firearms into their classroom rather than coloring books. If this isn't unconstitutional, it should be, you are right. I made a very similar point during the commercial break. Mickey Seed the Civil Dragon says, five cops on him down on his face and stomach with a cop's knee in his back. Then left an overweight man on his stomach, leaving him unsupervised. How many times do we have to hear that leaving police on their stomach, handcuffed behind their back is a cause of suffocation? Even more dangerous when overweight, that's correct, that is correct. Literally, I had a conversation with the sheriff, an elected sheriff about three or four months ago who said he created a standing order that said, don't do this move anymore, period. I don't care who they are, do not do this because the weight, yes, it will increase the chances of this. But even without that, you leave a person that's not overweight that long on the ground, bad things are going to happen that are irreversible. And so he made a decree saying, listen, we're not doing this move anymore. And many police departments are now training against it in their protocol. All right. Obviously, police officers know how to de-escalate when there's a white woman who has shot somebody, let's say her husband, and she still has a gun and refuses to drop it. Here's a video. Drop the gun, drop the gun. You got any eyes, those stars? What's that? You got any eyes? I can't see the she door. She's sitting talking. right behind yeah. the bed. Yeah, she's on the other side of the bed. Oh, I think that's a, good it's a black Revolt! I've a visitor. Drop the gun. Drop the gun. My... Drop the gun. No, no, just no, drop no. it. Just put it on the ground and slide it away from you. Mm-hmm. Drop the gun. No, no, no. I got you. I got you. You can't open from the outside. Hey, here. Yes. yes you want to practice yes. over with this? You can we open safe. it from the outside? Yeah, yeah sure. Open from the drop outside. Drop the gun. Right, watch we we out. Go watch go out. Go watch up. out. We got time. Back up. Back up. We yeah. got time. We got time. We got nothing but time, guys. Can we evacuate some patients from the from the in rooms? Can we do that or not? Drop the gun, man. I, I got a good angle right here. Drop I the it. gun. This in here, fool. Drop know. the gun. Man, hold on, You got to build dialogue. tell me what's going on. Tell me what's going not I don't want to hurt you. We don't want to hurt you. Tell me what's going on. Just talk to me. Talk to me, what's going on? Why can't you drop the gun? Why can't you drop the gun? Let's put up a picture for a mass. One of the statements you heard the police say, we got nothing but time another officer said, hey, I got the angle right here. No, 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 we got nothing but time, okay? You know how many times I've said that on this show? I've said, listen, you all have nothing but time, wait it out. They're not going anywhere. I'm highlighting this story not to suggest That this woman should be dead even though she killed her husband and still had the had the gun in her hand when the police came and refused lawful commands to disarm herself. What I am saying is that the countless black and brown folk that have been killed by law enforcement without a gun had no weapon. The police didn't have time for them. Those who were experiencing a mental health crisis, like the story we just covered. The police did not have all day for them, but they had all day for Miss Gillen. Miss Ellen Gillen. She was repeatedly instructed to drop her gun. After she killed her husband in that room. She shot and killed her husband Jerry who was ill. Then refused commands to put down the gun. She has been charged with first degree murder and assault with a deadly weapon. She is being held without bond, but she will receive what the constitution mandates due process, due process, she will get it, she will receive due process. Now why do you think these cops has so much patience here? The woman has already demonstrated she's willing to kill. I thought they were in fear of their lives, the woman has demonstrated in that moment that she is not willing to listen to a lawful command, she has a gun, knows how to use it, has already used it, somebody's dead, somebody else could die. They have patience. Why? Because when they looked at her, put a picture. Put a picture back up. When they looked at her, they saw her humanity. They saw their mothers their grandmother, their aunt. They saw people that they value inside of her. Once again, I'm not saying she should be dead, even though it would have been well within protocol and the law to do so. What I am saying is that when officers see you as a human being, that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. When they do not, Well, we got plenty of examples of what that looks like, right? You can't train that out of a cop. You have to literally recruit a different culture of police in order for humanity to be at the forefront of the decision making. Let me give you the details according to the police report. According to the police report, staff heard what sounded like a gunshot. And three people entered the room to see this woman holding a black revolver handgun which she had aimed at them okay they told police they observed the victim laying unresponsive on the bed in a pool of blood and the suspect with the gun demanding they exit the room the sound of gunfire in the hospital prompted calls for help frightened employees unsure of the situation doing what they could do to hide and protect patients and themselves standoff details. Eventually, this woman, Ms. Gillen dropped her weapon and was brought out of the hospital after she was detained. But police say that they had to use a flash bang device to distract her and then a taser, which was ineffective. She allegedly fired one more shot that hit the ceiling before dropping the weapon. She was not killed. The Daytona Beach Police Department said an investigation revealed the couple from New Smyrna Beach planned this weeks ago. They said the pair made a pact to go through with a murder suicide three weeks ago. If the husband who was terminally ill continued to take a turn for the worse. Wow, all right, thoughts here, Sharon?
1: Well, let's start with after they spared her life. and she apparently exhibited this superhuman strength that normally we only hear about from black men. Okay, they had to do it. But what I heard infuriates me, Dr Ritchie, because it was really speaking her love language. I heard a love song. I heard that I wrote it down. We got nothing but time. I got a good angle. I mean, they were really speaking tell me what's going on. I Mm -hmm. don't want to hurt you, baby. Okay, I threw in the baby. They they can have all the time in the world when it looks like their mother, sister, wife, whatever. But when it's an unarmed black man. Or
0: black man in mental health crisis, you're
1: right. Not their love language.
0: No patience, no love, nothing, all right? Once again, not saying she should be dead, but I'm saying there's a whole lot of other folks that should be alive. All right, we have an exclusive and indisputable exclusive. No other news agency has this story. Riverdale police have been accused of doing this. Let's go to the video. August of 2014, the council called a emergency meeting, and I attended. They dismissed David Johnson, the city attorney, for lying. This was the verbiage used in that room that night. They also accepted the city manager's resignation. Captain Easton was terminated. Lieutenant Palmer left the department. Chief Patterson was terminated. There was issues with Chief Patterson, and I asked for the justice department to investigate this city. This complex was built. Of of taxpayers' uh, citations, if the police department was doing illegal activities to write citations or had a quota to write ten tickets per shift per officer, that revenue will be over three hundred million surplus. We have some issues in Riverdale. This is the problem that I had with Mayor Dixon and the council members. They each knew about this officer. Oh, it looks like the man that they said was off his rocker, was telling the truth. Put up the picture of the luxury city hall. Look at that. Several police officers confirmed directly with Indisputable Riverdale Georgia. They have confirmed allegations made by local activists and whistleblowers. They say the police department imposes traffic ticket quotas on their officers. Who confirmed the story to us? The police did. Now you know things are getting bad when the cops are contacting Indisputable. Here is, uh, there was the uh, resident who blew the whistle on this thing, okay? Um, let's put his picture up, thank you. White became an activist, That that's him, after he says someone in the city did something to him. What did they do to him? They changed a court docket that said he had appeared in court in May of 2013 in front of Judge Richard Brown. Now I gotta say this about Mr. White. Mr. White knows good and damn well where he was and where he was not. And when this happened, they picked the wrong brother in that community to do this to. Let's put this picture back up again. But White showed us the documents to reveal that he was nowhere in custody. He was not in front of that judge, none of this happened. Antonio White telling the truth, 10 tickets per shift per officer, he repeated to indisputable. Mr. White said three Riverdale police officers described the quota system in detail, including the department's current head of internal affairs, Captain Kirby Threat. Let's also go to the Riverdale police chief, that's Todd Spivey. We've had Spivey in the crosshairs of our show before because, well, he's done some horrible things in his past. Spivey reached back out to Indisputable to deny the accusation by saying, and I quote, we do not have quotas. I have addressed this matter previously and will do so again. Members of the patrol division are expected to enforce traffic laws. The job description for a police officer has the following listed under major duties, enforces traffic and parking laws through the issuance of citations and warnings, routinely inspects roadways, bridges and traffic signals and signs to find and report any hazardous conditions. He wrote that to us. He continued, occasionally, occasionally we have officers complete one or more 12 hour shifts without any proof of enforcement activity. Well, wait, wait a minute, so if everybody's obeying the law, you assume the cop just did not engage in enforcement activity. Okay, there's more. These non-performers, as he says in his quote, these non-performers are reminded that traffic enforcement is part of their duties. Thank you for the information. Police whistleblower is told indisputable high department turnover has reduced personnel to an officer and supervisor per shift. One cop one supervisor per shift. You heard me right. One cop, one supervisor per shift. A violation of what? Of Georgia law. Georgia police accreditation standards has seen right here in the manual. This is a violation of the policy and protocol. Why? Because of accreditation and safety. The manual instructs for officers, a supervisor and a commander should be on duty each shift. The officer schedule currently posts list many officers who left the department. Look at this, Daniel Molina, who indisputable reported transferred. He's on the docket, why? Because it makes it look as if they have the proper amount of officers per shift. Yeah, I got you. Riverdale police officer speaking on the condition of anonymity. Denied their chief's explanation. They told us the truth directly. This is their quote. When he says these non-performers are reminded, he does contradict his statements because they say, no, there are no quotas. But if we work as if there are no quotas, then they come to you and say your performance has dropped. And when they say that we know exactly what they're talking about. They're talking about only tickets. Here is the mayor. And the city manager, Mayor Evelyn Wynn Dixon and the city manager, E Scott Wood. Now, this is what we call a weak form of mayor power, meaning she does not have the same kind of power as, let's say, a New York mayor or the Atlanta mayor. She's a vote. The person that has the power is the city manager. It's the person that actually runs day-to-day operations. All right. Department insiders say these city leaders are responsible at the end of the day, and they have the authority to change it. Okay, we're going to bring you updates as they come. Share your thoughts.
1: Uh, Ferguson, remember all those tickets Mm. they wrote in Ferguson, Missouri to justify their very existence. The Ferguson big is my backyard. Okay, and I got two or three dogs back there. Okay, that's it. They're small little tiny dogs and they're writing tickets just to justify their existence. Uh, Somebody make it stop, please.
0: Yeah, and we're very thankful for the officers who were willing to speak directly to us. And give us the real story. We need more people like you. Sharon, always a pleasure having you on the show. Tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work.
1: At Sharon Reed Live, I appreciate you very much, Dr. Ritchie, a Rebel HQ contributor, and I just appreciate being on
0: with you. We appreciate all that you do, always a pleasure. All right, remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.